This is the Dumb Sons of Bitches podcast. have a very special guest uh he is a musical artist american soldier he works in the medical field we've created films together he's the sweetest most down-to-earth dude i know he's known as na patron but we know him as mr noah pardon what's up what's up man how's it doing <laughs> thank you for that thank you for that intro yeah man thank you so uh, is the the architect behind the theme song of the show yeah that's true that's true um i had a lot of fun making that i still listen to it like yeah. just just on my own i play it every once in a while in the car it's, it, good, it's good to have talented friends like that <laughs> yeah. just call up and just help you out with your side projects yeah i agree yeah i mean yeah. you guys have kind of helped me in a sense especially you justin and josh mm-hmm. um being together with our little group, we've split with the movies and music. It's yeah. really helped me grow, musically speaking. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I owe you guys a lot for, uh-huh. for that, being that kind of presence around me. Yeah. So. See, and that's what we're trying to do with this. We're trying to make another little platform, and then hopefully yeah. somebody else will build, do something of their own. And yeah. You actually have things to do in a small town. Yeah, <laughs> you actually cool. have good content and hobbies. Yeah, just explore yourself. You yeah, know? exactly. That, some, people just, like. some people just never try it. And I would not have tried this without without Justin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's well, got the equipment. I just I just bring my, my mouth. To yeah. <laughs> I just bring yeah. my, my, my mouth to the microphone. Well, that's, that's all another, I do. That's an important part for, important part to this. Is yeah. yeah. Having something to talk heat. about. You know? Yeah, personality. Yeah, yeah that's all I got. Personality. Yeah, <laughs> you do. Bring the heat. You do. <laughs> so, uh, I got several questions for you. Yeah. So Noah is like, he's really big in the music. That is his passion. He makes music. He's on Spotify, iTunes. So, uh, sir, we're just gonna dive into some questions. Okay. When did you start getting into music? Um, I would say when I first started getting into music, for for real, was definitely somewhere in high school. Um, with uh. Josh Farrell and I, we, we've been sending raps to each other back and forth since high school. Um, so we still do that to this day, and he helps me build my musical love and everything. Um, so it started with him, and he was a big part in that. 
um, and we want to make music together hopefully and I want to help him pursue some stuff as well but um, but yeah ever since that point on I've really tried to dive into what I enjoy which is lyrics and the sonics behind music and um, when that first started producing and everything that was more like 2016 20 2016 is about right I think that's when I first got my software and really started diving into producing and thinking about writing music and everything. Um, started with Snapchat stories and kind of built on from there with... That's where they all start. Yeah, Snapchat, Snapchat stories. stories yeah. Yeah. Well, I, people people like you, Dustin, have you know encouraged me to take it from Snapchat stories and just doing things on my own to actually trying to make it myself and mm-hmm. put it out there as well and help me build my confidence to release that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. And you're killing it right now. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So what genre do you say you are, really? Um, I definitely, most people, including myself, would consider myself to be primarily hip-hop, um, but I do consider myself kind of a kind of influenced by R&B. I like uh, 80s pop, synth mm-hmm. pop, and um, I also like rock and metal as well, so it, I take a lot of genres and really take what I love about everything and try to incorporate like that into my music. I feel like you, yeah. you have to just dive into almost every genre and yeah. just pick out the best parts that you like and just try to morph your own style. Yeah, yeah. that's what influence That's what reminds me about. of Travis Scott. Travis Scott's, like, influence is Coldplay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, just compare the, two, <laughs> you compare the the two musical styles. Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert's, like... Oh, Lil Uzi Vert, that's who it is. He, he's yeah. a, his influence is Marilyn Manson. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just shows, like, you know, you're all in the same thing, music. It just sounds a little different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely take influences without directly sounding like your influences, without a doubt. Yeah, and that's the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of hip hop artists who will look back into. Um, they'll go back to metal artists or metal bands and rock music and really um, take aspects from that or take influence from that to make the music they make, even if, though it doesn't sound anything like metal or mm-hmm. rock or whatever genre they're. Um, you know, taking that influence from. It yeah. goes back, so, um, people think, um, you know, rock and roll in the 80s came from like 50s and 60s bluegrass. Because <laughs> if you hear the yeah. pace, the, you hear the pace of the songs, mm-hmm. they just sound like a rock song with different instruments. Right. Yeah. So that's just, it's, it, music's interesting. I mean, even just genre specifically, they've changed so much, and I think it's because of just different influences. Like, just hip-hop alone has changed so much since the 90s yes. and the 80s. Yes. Like, every decade is so different from each other, yet... It's going to get to the point It's going to get to the point where not decades are different from each other. Years are going to... Like, a year will be different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The way our, you the, see now that, like, the big thing with modern music, they're paying a lot of homage to 80s synth sounds. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's my favorite shit. And yeah, and that's, <laughs> yeah. What I, that's what I love about music like that right now, like uh, like the Weekends album. Yeah, I'm, I still listen to that almost every single day. Yeah, because of the the '80s influence. It reminds me of. It, I feel like I'm in Stranger Things when I listen to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. so '80s. Yeah, God, I love that show too. I love yeah. that show. I wish I would. I wonder when this new season comes They're out. Gonna, they've already started filming the next one. So. Oh, okay. Um, so You'll be sick. Kids long. are getting old. Still too long to me. I wanted yeah. to just. Yeah. 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 So the next question's kind of it relates. Uh who's your biggest inspiration? And I think I might know. <laughs> okay. Um 
inspiration like music wise? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's really tough to answer because it seems like my favorite artist does change very frequently, but yet someone that I've really gone back to since um you know, since high, since back before twenty fourteen was uh Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Frank Ocean when he released his Channel Orange album, that's when I first heard of him with uh, his Pyramids song specifically. And um, I don't know, I, I just love what he what he does. His, he's just so talented with his, his vocals. His vocals are pinpoint every single time. It's, it, it inspires me to be better as a vocalist and his, um, his inspirations is also inspiring me as well and also what he draws um, his musical influences from like the he has a lot of synth sounds as well mm-hmm. he uh, a lot of his music synth heavy and uh, some of the later stuff is more acoustic heavy and I like that as well I definitely like the acoustic sound as well mm-hmm. so I, I would say he right now is still currently my biggest influence as a as a big artist right i'd have to say he introduced me i mean i know who frank ocean is but he played me some last night in the car <laughs> one thing about music that i like in certain artists is some beat switch ups yes like it just yes. sounds like three songs in one yeah and he was doing it i like it like frank ocean <laughs> popular but like i've only really known him as a feature mm-hmm. yeah, i haven't really yeah. dived into his like his, yeah, his own material, yeah, yeah. I, I, let him I was like, "Damn!" Yeah. I let him listen to Knights, P- Pyramids, Knights. and then Pyramids. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Good lord!" Yeah, those two songs are just major pieces of artwork to me. Though everything about it is just it like so art. artistic. It just sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the epitome of art in yeah. of music, in my opinion. That's why I looked at him for kind of not music, maybe musical guidance and inspiration because he's so good at it. He's good at everything about. His music is so pinpoint. He has such a good ear that from his vocals, his lyrics, all the way to his music production and him being pretty involved in that as well. Mm-hmm. He's just his ear is so good he's that the captain everything, of his own ship. Yeah, he is. He he's just uh kind of a paving away to, you know, improving music as it is. He did that already and he's still kinda of doing that today. He's yeah. inspiring a lot of other people to do what he's doing. So I kinda like it. Like his songs were kind of long, and I like coming from you know rock and metal and Tool in particular. Yeah, right here. <laughs> Their songs are so fucking long. Yeah. Like I have built an attention span to music that some people just don't have. Like they're used yeah. to the three minutes radio song. They're or shorter to sometimes too. Two minutes. Yeah, they're getting shorter. Yeah. They get yeah. shorter, but yeah, like I kind of appreciate that nowadays <laughs> in music. Like if I see a five minute song on an album, I'm like, good job. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> good job because yeah. you're 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 testing people's patience. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Who maybe are casual music fans? They don't. They don't dive into it as much. Mm-hmm. They don't appreciate lyric as much. It's, mo- it's mo- a lot of it's sound yeah. nowadays. Yeah, that I notice. But yeah, I kind of I, that's something I appreciate too. Yeah, the yeah. thing about you too, uh, you your songs are kind of short, but yeah, it's like yeah. it, it, it pops so well. And like, oh, you can work minutes. out a you can yeah. work out a short song. I mean, yeah. Kanye West fucking does it. I mean, yeah. he he, yeah. he pumps out like a forty second song, and you're just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, um, I think the longest song I made um, it's is long a little bit longer than three minutes. That's Shadow Lullaby. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I definitely want to make music that's longer. I, I guess for me, starting off with shorter songs is I think that's the best way to start off. Oh, you got to kind of grow into it too. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you need to garner some sort of attention and you know, atten- like you said, attention span before I start creeping into the really long in-depth yes, yes. content. And that's kind of what I'm trying to work on now is stuff that goes a lot more in-depth. Um, beats and songs that go past three minutes which is kind of my record at the moment um but i i think with people that can make five to six minute long songs or longer than that and if you can do that and keep someone's attention generally like the general public keep their attention for the whole time and they're all consistently entertained Mm -hmm. that's very impressive that shows your skill that shows how skilled you are yeah Yeah. you're you're definitely you're definitely a musician at that point if you can regularly put out music three to five minutes long or longer and consistently entertain people right that's that's a pretty big milestone to it me is. it is so and like yeah. kanye like for example uh father stretched my hands that song mm-hmm. it's so short but the amount of stuff that's in it it's just so satisfying like the uh it's like it's like a quality force. over quantity yeah. kind of there's like yeah. a thing yeah. to it there's like a maybe eight second gospel part where everybody's like singing the chorus or whatever, and you only yeah. get that little much of it in the song. I'm just like, I want fucking more. Yeah, but yeah, it's you so do. Good. Yeah, I, I love and I do love that part too. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of a tactic is to make people want more. You, um, if you make something short and make it high quality over quantity, you really make someone think, man, that sounded so good. I want to, I want them to make something new, and then and make something fresh, and, and then they. You could grab their attention for some longer stuff. Yeah, yeah and bring bring people back to your music because you yeah. you was able to have that in that short impact on someone exactly. like like that particular part of the song. Yeah, um, I experience that all the time, and I'm constantly checking up on artists' music to see if they've recreated something that I've found enjoyable, but kind of shorten their music. So mm-hmm. um, that does grab my attention typically as well. Like yeah. that happened in your song "Dreamy," mm-hmm. where. The beat is like, dun, 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 dun. like yeah, I yeah. just want more of that, but it was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do. There's a couple songs I'm working on that um, that do have more beat switches. I'm trying to not make every single song a beat switch because mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. to be so predictable with it. But right. I do love it yeah. a lot to include in my music fairly often to keep it interesting across. It's like throwing timelines. Tra- it's like throwing traps at people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like catching people off guard. Yeah, yeah. it's like a kid walking through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta change up when you scare them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what you kind of, that's what you kind of gotta do. That's like what Kanye's music, like the fathers. I'm like, oh, that happened. Like, kind of okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, some of the things he says too is just so some wild shit. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. you love him or hate him. He, he, he really, he's, a, he's an attention grabber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about albums that have like 20 tracks on it? compared to like somebody that has like six um when it comes to long albums very i feel like nowadays very few people are able to pull it off the way people used to do yeah. back then I, I can't particularly pull off um or pull out of my mind really good 20 track uh albums right now um denzel curry his um his uh, last album, it was mm-hmm. 20-some tracks, I think, and I liked every single song on that's it. That's hard to right. do. And that, it's really hard to do. Um, I think people that um, aspire to 
make a 20 track album it's something that you should take a long time to yes. work on yes yeah. it's like a it's like a comedian working on like an hour and a half or an hour yeah, and 15 minute same. comedy special yeah, yeah. like you got to perfect it and then sometimes I'll, they'll take years between um specials and yeah. that's what they'll do those years they'll practice and practice and throw new stuff in it and that i mean that's probably what you have to do for an artist to get that many songs that's a lot of songs when you yeah. talk about good albums they're usually what like 10 10, 10 mm-hmm. like when you talk about good albums you're like i could go through that without skipping songs yeah yeah, yeah. and sometimes people throw interludes in there to make them longer which mm-hmm. is which is fine which is great mm-hmm. and but it is like you said it's so hard to get a 20 20 song album to pop yeah. like that and and be consistently entertained the whole exactly. time without exactly it's to me it's what would be better for most artists um, that might not have their skills quite up to where they need it to be where they're <laughs> well well I'm, I'm definitely not quite there right. I think what makes sense if I were to say if I were doing this as a full-time job if I was making music as a full-time job um, I would kind of look at it as making about 20 songs but then weed out everything that just wasn't quite up to par instead of trying to extend content. my album play and content yes make a lot of music and then weed out breed it down to all the best songs that I feel like I produced right um, and I, that probably would be down to about half or a little over half if I made 20 songs now yeah, yeah you know because I mean I have music that I've never put out and yeah. I will never put out probably because it's just, it's just, pro- not. It's just projects it's just projects you're working on yeah yeah I'm, I'm essentially grabbing what I think is the best that I made and that's what's going to make the singles and the albums that I put out and I don't know since I'm a casual music listener like I'm not I don't have as much knowledge as Justin or you yeah but sometimes it's mostly rap music if I'll see like a little Uzi Vert album with twenty songs, I'll be like, I'll be like, damn, little Uzi, why, yeah, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why twenty songs? And sometimes I won't listen to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I pick out songs. Yeah. The thing, like, so it's so hard to pull off. Yeah. The thing is, is. I've been listening to a lot of Lil Wayne here recently. Mm-hmm. So the Carter Five is like fucking masterpiece. I'm trying to remember what was him. on there. It um. I, I like I know Little Wayne music, yeah. but I, I have a hard time putting albums together. If yeah. you want to pull it up or something, I like yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't remember yeah. what's on the album. Like, um, that took him six years. Is to that make. the one he released? Just recently? No, not just recently. No, no, no. This was beforehand. Yeah. Mm. No, the Carter Five the Carter was when he was it. That's that, the that's the latest one. Um, that's I, that's when, newer. He hasn't put a new album out after the Carter Five. Yeah, he, did. Yeah, he yeah. put one out after because oh, he because yeah, yeah, it came yeah, back with yeah. a quick one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The Carter that's Five right. had Mona Lisa on it, right? It yes. did. Okay, it did. that that's was a masterpiece. Lisa, yeah. That was a masterpiece. That's one of the best rap songs ever. <laughs> and that was a that was a movie and a song. It was. I can see every. I can I can watch that song. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. I. I mean, it has. Is that where they wouldn't release it? So he had songs built up for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because he couldn't release it because of the legal uh, issues with Birdman, with yeah. Birdman yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, his label. But uh, I haven't, I haven't dedicated listened. uproar, let it fly with Travis Scott. Yeah, uh, so we threw some new stuff in there yeah. too. What that Mona me? Lisa? He, Mona he Lisa. mentions a line about Kobe playing. Yeah, and Kobe retired in like 2016. So you're like, yeah, he made that mm-hmm. song in like years ago. Yeah, yeah, because it came out in 2019, I believe. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah. I was like, damn, he's been yeah. sitting on this. Yeah, yeah and, it's and it, crazy. it came hard because... When and it I didn't matter to... that it was old either. No. The mm. content was great. It was. 
Yeah. But yeah, I've been balls deep in that. But it, I mean, it took him six six Sometimes years. Sometimes that's maybe. what you got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I criticize some rappers. Migos is is a rap group I criticize yeah. like hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they pumped out like they they pumped out like two albums as Migos. Right. And then they all did a bunch of solo projects at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I was, was like, dude, you guys, music. you guys are saturating the shit out of rap right now. Yeah. I don't need to hear Quavo every every on every song. I don't need to hear it. Yeah, I, that's why I like J. Cole and Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, they they, they take space a lot of time. Yeah. Yes, they spend time on the quality of their music, and uh, you know some people don't. Some people genuinely don't genuinely don't care about the time people spend on music. Sometimes some people want those popular artists yeah. to just push it out, push and it out. And people but, on Twitter are always like, "We need this. We yeah. need that." Yeah, I was like, right "Let now, them yeah. get ready yeah. because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna make it, and you're gonna love it until they make. You're gonna love their you're gonna love their songs until they make a new album. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna yeah. forget about them. Yeah, like until Migos makes a new album, Rihanna. I will not listen to them. Like Rihanna, she hasn't made, dropped an album. in 2016 is, is, is when yeah. what was that needs, album? Anti. Was that what that album's called? What is that album? Yeah, she made it in 2016. Yeah, and she yeah. hasn't made another one Just, since. And people are begging for it. That's what you need. Yeah. To, I feel like that's what those stars need to do. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they need to spend time with their content and really, you know. And another thing people like to talk about is um, artists need to kind of live some extra life. You know, they need to live more life and have new experiences. Exactly. And that's why I think J Cole's gonna spit some fire. Yeah, yeah. he's he, good at this protest. I mean, yeah. <laughs> listening to J Cole and his music, you can tell he really thinks hard about the topics oh, yeah. that he talks yeah. about. Oh yeah, that that's why it takes so much time because he not only has to think and ponder on these ideas and these topics he talks about, but also write and make sure it's sonically, you know, as perfect as possible for people to keep coming back mm-hmm. to it. And, you know, that's why he's such a big artist. That's why he's such a genuine artist. Because he's he, genuine, he cares. exactly. That's, yeah. the word. that's the word. The thing is about him, when he first started coming out, he seemed more like radio music to me, like club music, but now he's more mm-hmm. articulate. He's like a more articulate rapper, yeah, kind of like yeah. Kendrick. Yeah, his um, yeah, yeah. His when he first started with the the sideline story, and um, I, well, I'll, I'll say uh, his twenty fourteen Four Sills Drive album is when it really started. And that's when he took he he was already yeah. famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took he took off in a new direction. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. That, that album, uh, what was it? For your eyes only. Yeah, that one was. Oh my very god, it was different. a story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I feel like that one was very underappreciated. I didn't see a lot of people paying it a lot of attention. Because there, probably what, there wasn't a lot of hits. Personally. Those songs were long as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they were more moody, too. Yes, they, they were. They definitely weren't radio. They weren't made for the radio. They, right. they for need radio stations that, that play shit like this. Right. They do, they do. I mean, you get you get like a... You know, you got your Spotify, you know, that throws music at you, mm-hmm. at your personal taste. Yeah. I, think, I think hit radio needs to... Step try to find a way to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they would have a lot more fans than if you heard, what they think they would. And if you heard a B side track on a radio station, you'd be like, "Oh shit, they they know this song too." Because yeah. They know this song too because I know this song because I listen to it, you know, on on Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where radio's kind of. When's the last time you listened to the radio? I listen to it like the bear every now and then. Yeah. But every now and then, it's not. I used to listen to it every day. Yeah. Yeah, I, used to I don't also. need it anymore. Yeah. They need no. the they need to try, radio needs to try and invent themselves again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, getting, they're I, falling I, behind. They're, they're, it's not even close. They're, I said they're falling behind. 
you know, the streaming services, they're gone. Uh, yeah. They're gone compared to the streaming services. Well, yeah. a lot of, like, radio shows are moving to podcasts. Like, for example, K92, like, the, you remember the morning thing? Mm-hmm, the now morning. they have a podcast because well, it, it, it's a good idea. It's a good way to reach other yeah. people, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think someone making radio stations for those both for those people, um, for people who have albums with songs on them that really get overlooked, that are really good tracks, yes. as well as people that go unnoticed as well, specific artists go unnoticed, and a radio station to bring those people up and you know exactly. show show that content would be not only good for the artists but good for you know the, the people as well to expose people to more music than yeah. just what's what's hot. What's hit. Right. That's that's my argument about Drake. Drake's got a lot of hits. I don't like his hit music. I like yeah. the stuff I find deep in the album. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that kind of stuff from Drake. That's my yeah. favorite stuff from Drake. And I knock him. I knock him for the hot light and bling. Uh-huh. I knock him for the tussie slide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to hear it. I, I, I like the deep shit he has. The, the the recent album that he dropped though, I t- a lot of people are giving like talking shit about it. Because it's not I, what they're used yeah, to. Yeah, I actually prefer that album than. His other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and I I really want him to get back to being more experimental and being mm-hmm. I like um, him when he's aggressive. Yeah, yeah I love his aggressive music. I love I also like him singing though too. Yeah, and I think I think he when he sings, there's certain moments where it just um, you know, it's not it's not like a lullaby, it's not slow music. Um it's when he sings in certain tracks it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um over and over is a really old song. Oh, that's, uh, that's, I think that's one of his best yeah. top be, three songs of his. Yes, yeah. it's great. Just and hold on, we're going home. That's so eighties vibe. Yeah, yes. that's a good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a that's a like really. That song. See, I'm not, I'm not into that. You know, I come from rock music, yeah. so mm. I like stuff that's more. Yeah, in your face. I'm like I like shit that's in my face. Yeah. <laughs> I like music. That makes me want to train hard, even when I'm not training. <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. the way I am as a person. But like some beast, some like R&B stuff like that, I can I can respect and, and I can listen to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's my knock on Drake though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I just think, I like his aggressive stuff, and, and it doesn't get played on the radio. Right. Well, I think yeah. the problem with Drake is people are expecting him to become. He, they expect him to drop a song that will be memeish in a way. I think that's. I think yeah, that's what. Well, that's, that's how you're popular now, and that's yeah. how you get popular and say he's already popular. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the hotline bling dance. What's another song? Uh, God's plan. God's plan. I, 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 yeah. I shit on that song a little bit, but that's just the thing. I just wish they would. I wish radio stations. I don't know why I'm bitching about it because I can just look up the song anyway on Spotify yeah. that I yeah. like. Yeah. But I'm just like I think more people need to, you know, hear some of the other stuff he has. Right. Yeah, I so agree. some people are some people really just don't, aren't interested enough in music to really spend a lot of time with it, you it's, know. Yeah, it's kind of like um, movies too. Mm. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people are into like Fast and Furious, you know, those they, they kind of <laughs> hit movies. Yeah, yeah. I had an argument about Fast and Furious the other day. No, I won't say the other day, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it's like, well, this guy was arguing with me. He's like, they're fucking cool as shit, and they get people to the theaters. I was like, that don't mean it's gr- yeah. it's good. That don't right. mean it. Yeah. That don't mean anything. Really. It doesn't impact my life. It doesn't impact. <laughs> it has no impact. No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I'm trying to draw analogies, yeah, but right. yeah. 
And I'm, I'm guilty of that. I, I'm really bad at watching watching movies. There's a lot of movies I haven't watched that I need to catch up on. Exactly. There's a lot of good movies I don't watch yeah. or I haven't watched. Yeah, I'm aware of that, too. I know there's a lot of good movies that I really need to see, things that's came out the past few years. Yeah, exactly. I'm so watch. behind on, on good movies like that, and so I've watched some shitty movies, and I'm just like, why mm. the fuck yeah, why <laughs> not watch that instead that? of that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something that caught, caught your eye randomly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah, I get that. But the, the thing is, going back um, with people not listening to like whole albums mm-hmm. they'll listen to like two or three songs they're like this album's amazing or this album's yeah. trash I'm like dude you didn't even fucking sit down to listen to you the whole album yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. say every that. time I look at a new album I go straight to genius I'm like I gotta know what the fuck they're what talking they're about, about. Yeah. I gotta get some context I, I gotta get something Yeah, genius is an amazing website I love genius it genius is so I, helpful to me it is mm-hmm. it, it helps me essentially research um, music and try to really dive into the lyrics you know it's really hard to know what some artists are trying to say every once in a while Mm -hmm. because they're so poetic and artistic in the way they say things sometimes you just need that extra hand to see what they are trying to and the good thing about being artistic like that too is you can kind of apply your own meaning to it as well if you don't go to genius you can also kind of try to apply it to yourself and make it a song that's for you and that helps you Mm -hmm. um, in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, One thing I'll say with albums, though, um, is concept albums. I I love concept albums. I love to sit down and start from beginning to end. If I know it's going to be a story within an album and it's supposed to carry itself across all the tracks, that's very entertaining to me, and that's not something I've always done in my life. I, I used to be the guy that would listen to a few songs off an album and not really know what mm-hmm. the whole album sounded like, yeah. mm-hmm. except for some of my favorite artists and stuff. But now, what, now I enjoy that listening experience of sitting back and playing beginning to end. You know, an album, what they're trying to say, and getting the full story, and not just one song's worth of content of, you know, like we were talking about how... J. Cole and uh, and Kendrick as well. Uh, you know, a lot a lot of people they're very detailed in their music, and you don't get the full picture just listening to a few of their hit songs. You get the full picture listening to their whole album, and really trying to understand the lyrics mm-hmm. in that music, and also the sonics of it too usually play a part in. Um, you know, the mood of the the beat and the track, it all ties together to make you know a full story and a full idea. That's and, what albums should be, too. And it's what it should be, yeah. That's people, what albums should be. If you think of our forms of entertainment, we get entertained by, you know, some people get entertained by podcasts. Yeah. Some people get entertained by TV shows and their, mm-hmm. and their stories and books. One thing I've been guilty about is I don't read enough. I, mm-hmm. and, I, I, and me and one of my buddies were talking the other day. We were like, we're, we're missing a form of entertainment. Yeah. So yeah. I downloaded Audible. I was like, I was like, I'm missing. I, I watch TV shows. I watch movies. I listen to podcasts. What am I not doing? I'm not listening or reading books. That's yeah. a form of entertainment I've been missing. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like an album. It's a story. I need more stories mm-hmm. in my life like that. And that's. I just think that's what albums should be. They should be stories. And yeah. That's yeah. just kind of how I view them. And, yeah. and, if, and if they're not like that, I don't hate the album. I'm just like, man, they missed an opportunity here. They right. had yeah. me. They had me. You know, trying to listen to their story, and maybe they didn't pull it off. Right, right. But yeah. that's just—I just feel like it's a form of entertainment that some people just don't take advantage of. No. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've been guilty of definitely not reading 
really much of anything in, no, my, in my life. Yeah. It was so hard to read. <laughs> I, I've I've been saying uh, if you're from Virginia public schools and you you know you had accelerated reading, uh-huh. you don't have yeah. and and they preached when you're in elementary school. You know you got to get this many points. You got to yeah, read yeah. these new books, dude. I read a fuck ton of books as a kid. I did know? too. And then I when there was too. no AR points on the line anymore, I stopped. Yeah. I think that I was the big problem. They made us read in order exactly. to pass I the grade. I think that's a problem. Yeah, I think that's a problem because in high school I didn't read unless it was for a book report, and, and mm-hmm. I dreaded having to read. And it was like levels of books where you couldn't read that or you mm-hmm. have to read this yeah. and like for the longest time I wanted to read Harry Potter at a younger age but they wouldn't let me because mm-hmm. oh it's more of a uh, like level higher level yeah. yeah but uh that's true yeah yeah the education system I, I feel like they really need to implement um more complex ideas at a younger age mm-hmm. yeah Something I think about very often is language. Um, I've never, well, not I've never. Um, when I was younger, anyways, I was very bad at the English language. Couldn't speak till I was seven years old. Hmm. Um, wasn't very involved socially speaking for the most part until I guess about high school. But uh, I, I wish. I think it would have helped me a lot if we were taught Spanish or another language when we were young. Yeah. It would have been so younger, easy yes. to learn because. Uh, you know, I took Spanish in high school, yeah. and they, I, I was decent at it. I could, I still to this day tell people, like, I can read it. I feel like I could go to Mexico and read road signs. <laughs> right. That's what Spanish did to me. Right. I can't speak it at all. Yeah. I can read it and pick out words, but I feel like if I would have done that, you know, I took Spanish in ninth to 11th grade. I feel like I, I would have done that from 5th to 8th or... You know, fourth to seventh, I yeah. would have, I've been way more advanced than what I was. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it would have really stuck with you. And they you. let, and when um, when you're that young, they let the some of the smarter kids learn Spanish earlier. Yeah, I I, I wish they would have let other people do that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like other countries, they they speak yeah, multiple they speak languages. They speak the fuck out of English. <laughs> yeah, they they teach well. They in their in their schools in their education systems, they they teach their native language, and then they always teach English, or yeah. they generally teach English. Not every country, but most of them. they if they have a proper education system, they'll teach English and. They'll also teach other dialects and other languages as well yep. to, to young kids. All the you know, very young kids, they'll have at least two languages, if not more than two languages yep. that they learn yep. at, at that That's age. It's such and a skill being bi or trilingual. It know? is. It it's is. just something I never ended up accomplishing. Yeah. As as I get older, I feel like it's something I'm missing out on because just learning one new language opens up so many new connections and um, you know new people you can speak to and communicate with and mm-hmm. build new relationships and you know when there's a language barrier it, it is you know realistically it's hard to make those uh, relationships with people of, if you you know in yeah. a lot of jobs now and jobs you're dealing too, with yeah. you, a, a lot of Spanish speaking yeah. mm-hmm. Spanish is like starting to become yeah the, the most second popular. language yeah yeah. I, I I mean maybe here it might be the one of the more primary I think it's the second most popular it's definitely the most popular language um, second hand uh, in America if not the first mm-hmm. it could be the first I think mm-hmm. I could be wrong but it might be the most popular language in the U S as well no. mm-hmm. um, I, I might be wrong but I, I think I've heard that recently that it recently took well, anything that spot, you maybe. ever buy has Spanish right under it the yeah, translation yeah. I, I mean yeah. or Chinese. Yeah, and, yeah. There's and there's a lot to talk about with with language. I I, I just feel like we we were kind of we missed an opportunity yes, for that, our yeah. generation, and mm-hmm. you know everything 
every generation. It's like they made an attempt. They, they, they made an attempt for kids to learn it, but there's ways to do it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it needs to be done sooner, and yes. they, you know, there should be um, classes that kind of help keep you up to date. You know, it should be regularly used uh, class-wise in class to make sure you build your second language, you build those skills, and you maintain them as well. You know, yeah. having yeah. classes or um, that's spots how that I, you can speak to. You yeah. use that language and continue growing. That's kind of how I did in Spanish. Um, I didn't have that continuous learning. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, you know, exactly. three years and you're done. Yeah. My problem was I didn't get it from the start. Mm. So it just fucked up. It fell apart. Yeah, it fell apart. And I ended up dropping out the second year. <laughs> So. Yeah, and and I I did three years of Spanish, and my last year was very unsuccessful. I passed it, but not not yeah. a very good pass, right. passing grade. But but yeah, it, um, for me it was just so, such a difficult class at the time, being in high school and having um, difficulties with language as well. It, it was very hard for it to stick with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, today I definitely I'm definitely far from fluent. I, I oh, understand yeah. some some words, but yeah. I don't understand a whole lot, yeah. unfortunately. And I, I, as I grow older, like I said, I, I wish that was different. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, I pulled this book out, this um, this book when it uh, back to like album stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and back to books as well. Uh, books have really helped me. I've been getting into it more now, recently, reading um, reading books to help me with my music. Right. Um, because yeah. they're, they're, books have so much content. And honestly, just say, um, you know, to the listeners, I'm halfway through this particular book. And I have a notepad with maybe 20 to 30 words. I have no idea what they mean. Mm. Yeah, it'll, and, it'll improve your vernacular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you, and I would have never been exposed yeah. to the, you know, a lot of these words if I wasn't reading. Yeah. Um, and it's something that's becoming more interesting to me because there, there is a lot of content to pull from that. And it's, you know, when you read and if you try to find a way to apply it, you can find a way to apply the knowledge you take from books. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's more... Um, more science-based and stuff but it's also um the book's called quiet it's uh about introverted individuals it's a book i'm reading to help me with the, the album i'm working on right mm-hmm. now um the, the books help me a lot because i want to that what i'm trying to work on album wise is a concept essentially of a story of an introverted character kind of based off of myself and it'll be i want it to be about seven tracks long and within these seven tracks, I'm trying to portray a story of this introverted character kind of moving through life, starting off, kind of expressing how it feels to be introverted, and then kind of a path of trying to fit in with society and inevitably mm. dude, that's falling, some, falling that's short. some Kid Cudi vibes. <laughs> that dude, fuck. Yeah, yeah and, and it's been, this, this book's been very helpful yeah. to me because it's, it's about being introverted and it... It's, it it's given me ideas that I've never really thought about as as someone that myself being I consider myself introverted. Um, it's opened up some like real science based facts that I can apply to my music mm-hmm. and kind of think about. It's uh, kind of philosophical in a sense, and it's opened my eyes to a little bit more of the of the uh, idea of being introverted, even though I'm already introverted. The book helps me open my eyes to other people and how they feel, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, it helps you elaborate more on 
you describing yourself too. Yeah. Like what we were saying, reading books helps uh, your vocabulary. Mm. Like I majored in English and I'm a simplistic speaker, but I, I totally see how that is essential for, you know, speaking yeah learning learning the english language yeah. more than what you know already yeah, yeah. yeah you, you can't you can't learn and like there's no cap on what you can learn yeah no there's no, no definitely not. there's no ceiling no yeah and, and yeah I, I genuinely i genuinely think uh more people should read books now too i used to used to think it was not that important right. yeah right. exactly me too i yeah. mean yeah. i was kind of i was burnt out on it for years yeah from what i did yeah. as a kid like in college, I read, read, and read. I was so burnt out. And whenever mm-hmm. I graduate, I'm like, fuck, I can't pick mm-hmm. up a book now. But I'm getting yeah. back into. It. I'm like, like what you were saying. It 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 helps you elaborate more on like on life and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I have to get into it. Get yeah, back into it. Um, something I would like to say that uh, the listeners might find interesting is something that this book talks about is. Um, uh, a, a research project this scientist did, um, I think in the 70s or 80s, and I don't remember his name. I think he was a professor as well. He So he started off with young children with babies. Um, he got permission from the parents to just do minor, um, basically sensory tests, like he would kind of use bright lights, loud noises, um, tickling baby's feet, just trying to see um, what you know, the stimuli and how it affects these these children. Um, His hypothesis was that those with um, higher sensitivity to light and sound and um, to touch, to feeling, those would be the ones that would be extroverted and the ones that were more mellow and the ones that heard loud sounds didn't cry. Um, They weren't freaked out by these different things. They were, he hypothesized that they were introverted. as I grew older, it turned out it was kind of the complete opposite, and there's a lot more factors than just, um, you know, physiological stimuli. Hmm. Um, but basically, the idea after these people grew up and realized that he kind of had it backwards, the idea is that um, introverted people are more sensitive to, you know, incoming stimuli from the outside world, and that's why a lot of people may feel like going to a loud party and they're there for 30 minutes you know why why do they feel aggravated why do they want to go home so bad and you know why why do they feel like they can't enjoy their time with their friends and it's like why am i like this why can i not go out and have a good time without feeling i have to go home and be my by myself Hmm. um so there there is some science behind that and it's that you know you're you're actually physiologically more sensitive to incoming stimuli so those people that are less stimulated by the same thing will feel like they needed to go get more stimuli by going out, partying, and experiencing new things more. And not to say that introverts don't like to experience new things, but but yeah, extroverts um, will go out and seek these these stimuli. They'll go out and seek these things to uh, to fulfill their the stimuli they need. Mm-hmm. So. You just dropped. That's a wild project. Yeah. Think about yeah. it. You just dropped some crazy shit. That's some a crazy experiment. I man. feel like yeah. a complete tart after that. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think a lot of people will be able to, to relate if if you feel introverted, mm-hmm. um, like I do. You will probably think, "Wow, yeah." If I look back, you know, times that I got aggravated or wanted to be alone, um, it's 
it was kind of subconscious, but it's because you were being, you know, there's too much stimuli. You're being, you know, too much stimulus of whatever's going on. That's, you know, a lot of people will probably understand themselves better knowing that knowledge because yeah. I didn't think about it before I read it. But after I read it, I looked back and was like, yeah, that's why I didn't want to be at that party for mm-hmm. so long. I was overstimulated and wow. I wanted to go home. Wow. So, yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah, it is. I, it need, is. I need to find. And you a wouldn't book. have known that without reading a book, yeah. right? Yeah, I wanted, I would never came across that information without reading this book. Probably, I, I need imagine. to find a book that relates to me. <laughs> yeah, and it's out there. It's got to yeah. be out there. Yeah. I'm gonna start. I, I've told my friend this. Like, I'm gonna make a goal where I'm where I'm at work. I'm not gonna be able to read physically. Mm-hmm. Where I have headphones in eight hours a day, I'm like, I yeah. can get some audiobooks. Done. Oh yeah, I yeah. can get. I I can pound out at least. At, I've said at least two a month. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe an hour and a half. I mean, that might be a lot, but like an hour of just listening to a book, mm-hmm. I think that would ha- that would help me in many ways. That's the yeah. thing too. Like, I try to stay busy with other things, but I do want to it, read and listen to books. Exactly. So I, I think audio might be. I the feel like way. I've just missed yeah. a form of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the amount of New York Times bestsellers out there, like, I, I'm never going to catch up. <laughs> right? I'm never going to no, catch up. No. And um, it's an endless amount of knowledge. Yeah, just an endless amount of information. Great books. I mean, if you look, if you look at it, really, um, like per say percentage based, I'd say there's more quality books than quality anything else. Yeah. There's a lot more books out there that are high quality compared to music, movies. You know, music and movies, there's so much there's so much to weed out from yeah. those. There's so much junk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like books is something that tends to be true. high quality and yeah. true. And you and hear all the time about movies and shows that relate to that come from books yeah. mm-hmm. and people think all oh, the books are better than the, the books are the better movies. than the movie yeah. and i've been a victim of just watching the movies i had mm-hmm. a doctor um uh, my family doctor he um he has never watched game of thrones but he's read all the books mm-hmm. he says i don't yeah. want to watch he said he said i don't want to watch the show and i was no. like that's crazy yeah. that made me think like what am i missing yeah i'm like I, i'm sitting here telling this fucking doctor what he's missing. Yeah, yeah. But maybe I'm the one who's missing all of the important stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And I think I think the best way to look at it is instead of being um you know, too biased towards one or the other, I think really looking at both content and deciding what you like best is, is important instead of excluding you know, excluding a piece of media that relates to it and you I think it'd be good to watch and listen and read. Mm-hmm. Um, you know all the content involved with it. If you're interested by Game of Thrones, I think watching it and reading would be both good. Yeah, yeah it's good to see both too. shit like that. I've, it's yeah. good, like I read The Hobbit back in college. Fucking loved it. Yeah, it's but a good book. The good movies, movie. I I didn't, didn't like, like the movies. movies. I didn't like The Hobbit movies. No. Yeah. I yeah. think that's because they use too much CGI. So yeah, that's just like a personal uh, yeah, kind yeah, of thing. But like comparing it to like Lord of the Rings, where it was really practical Big. the whole time. Yeah. You can't beat Lord of yeah. the Rings. And no. you're right. That, comparing it, definitely comparing it to Lord of Lord of the Rings, it's uh, not that great of a movie compared, compared think, to him. It might be because it was made after. I don't know. Yeah. It was made pretty late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I think, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we'll go back to the question. So, okay. this household is like rock music, 
stands. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's just what we that's just what we grew up on. <laughs> so our older brother, yeah, just when I was like five, I would when I was like five, I was listening to Stained <laughs> and uh, Creed. I, I mean, you can shit on Creed. That's just this. I'm just naming shit I was listening to right, at that right. age. And a lot of old rock, like eighties. 90s rock, 90s new metal. I mean, so I've just grew up with it, and I've still kept that music to this day. I mean, yeah. So the question was, what's your favorite rock band? Or yeah. who's your favorite rock band? Um, and that's that's another hard that's question. Such yeah, a fucking <laughs> hard one. Because there, there's there so is many. a lot of them, and a lot of them are very good. Um, I li- like I said before, I, I listened to a lot of rock and metal when I was in high school. So that was uh-huh. when most of that. Um, the emo days. Yeah, the, yeah, the emo days. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was there. Man, I still am. See, if I were to just off the top list some of the people I listened to the most at the time, I would say it was um, Three Days Grace. Oh man. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. Yeah. Uh, Metallica, of course. Mm. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, three, do- three Doors Down. Three Doors Down to me is the first band. Like people listen. Uh, that was one of the first yeah. bands I listened to. Yeah. That's that. If you want to get somebody into rock music, throw mm-hmm. on some old Three Doors Down, <laughs> yeah. and, they'll, and they'll 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 attach themselves to it pretty quickly. Right. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Is there one band that like draws you in, like Frank Ocean does to you, with R and B, hip hop, type music? Um, the one band I didn't list, uh, mention, but I listened to probably the most. Was uh, Papa Roach? I listened wow. to a lot yeah, of Papa yeah. Roach at the yeah. time. Fuck yeah. yeah! I think I think I'd have to give them credit to being um, an influence of mine to yeah. music, like mm. say Shadow Lullaby. Yeah, you know that's not a very dark song, but it's it's heavy. It's a little it's a little dark. Mm. Um, you know, it's very personal, and I've kind of um, I guess I'd have to say my influence from bands like that is to, you know, feel comfortable expressing myself in a dark, personal way. Because yeah. mm-hmm. they, they, some of those group, some of those bands did it best. They really expressed a lot of dark things that's and the, the dark, dark topics. And that's my like, not really argument for rock music. Because I don't, I don't think I feel, I don't feel like I have to argue it anymore. Because yeah. it, it just, everyone can relate to it. Yeah. Kind yeah. of in a way. You've all mm-hmm. felt a lot of rock music is about feeling shitty. <laughs> and trying yeah. to get through it really is it is no, really and every I feel like everyone can relate to a type of rock music mm. that's why I try to tell people you know get find a couple rock bands and just you know just listen to what they say I mean there's so many yeah. sub genres because not everybody can, can relate to country music no not everybody can relate to rap music no I feel like everyone can almost relate to rock music mm. that's why I think it's so important yeah. and that, and three going back to three doors down that was my first concert I ever attended nice. I was in seventh grade <laughs> In the pit, I mean, I, you can't say much about a Three Doors Down pit at a concert, but mm. I was so small, surrounded <laughs> yeah. by those big people. Because Justin remembers me in seventh grade how small I was, and I was in the pit for Three Doors Old Down God. and fucking Hinder. It's like Jesus Christ, <laughs> but yeah, I just feel like everyone should find a band, and then when you find a band, you'll find three bands, and you find three mm. bands, you'll get a five. Like you, you'll just grow on it, and yeah. I just feel like everyone can relate to it yeah. in a way. And you said that. That helped you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Because they expressed themselves differently. Yep. Yeah, it, it almost it made me. It makes me feel like I have another 
uh, sense of a emotional platform I have. It's a, it is. It's you know it's something that's been broken through. Um, a lot of topics like that. Say for instance, suicide. Suicide's a topic that's been broken through, especially by rock music and mm-hmm. metal music. It's a topic that's mentioned quite a bit from what I listen to, anyways. Yeah. Um, so that gave me the feeling that I could comfortably talk about those topics or things related to that topic like depression and anxiety and things of that yes. nature so yeah it definitely gave me a platform to for me to express myself and feel mm. comfortable with that and i feel like some modern rappers have kind of, i don't know if they're taking it from rock music you know what i'm talking about like yeah. the x x i don't really like x Tentacion, but yeah. he, he kind of takes those kind of vibes into yeah. his music mm-hmm. and, and little peep yeah mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah we were talking about little peep he's like a well, Blink-182, but emo-ish type rapper. Yeah, rapper. Yeah. But yeah. he has a lot of rock vibes into his songs, yeah. too. I, I kind of feel, and a lot of people listen to it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. if they listen to that, they'll like this. Yeah. Like, it, it, just sounds, it just sounds like they took those. Because yeah. I'm on Twitter a lot. Twitter's mm-hmm. sad. It is really sad right now. People are fucking sad on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and they relate to that kind of music. And I'm like, if y'all relate to... Little Peep and all these guys, y'all will relate to two yeah. thousands rock Lots. music, My yeah. Chemical Romance, and <laughs> like Papa Roach. I'm glad you said Papa Roach, yeah. dude. I've been going down Papa Roach rabbit holes here in the last yeah. few months. Some of their old stuff. Oh my god, it's crazy. Man. It's it crazy is. stuff. Yeah, it's probably stuff I shouldn't have been listening. Well, maybe I. That's kind of a different different topic. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have been listening to some of the some of the songs when I was younger. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah they have been very influential to me. It's like it, like growing up the Eminem albums. Mom, my <laughs> no, brother would be like, yeah. my brother would be like, Mom, I'm gonna get this album. Get the clean version. <sighs> yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like my older it feel, brother. It feels yeah. wrong listening to an Eminem album, a clean version clean of version, it. Yeah. It's just. I think not, listening to clean versions of any album are. That's not true. the way to go. You, I feel like yeah, you need the real just, thing. That's true. Yeah, you, you the unedited ver- the, story, the so. unedited versions of everything to me are better. Yeah. Yeah. No censorship. So, uh, what is your least favorite genre? Um, least favorite genre. I for a long time. Um, country music was very hard for me to get into, but I always, um, you know, I'm born in New York City, um, lived upstate New York for a while, and uh, the music that I was exposed to was very hardly country. My parents didn't really listen to country much. They listened to R&B. Um, Dad liked hip-hop as well at the time a little bit, so, I mean, we, we listened to some of that. So the ones that were appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I don't hate country. I enjoy country, but I have to say that it's one of the last genres I'll go to. Yeah. I, I've had this argument. Mm. I feel like country music. I think it's just who I hang out with. I think it's good background music. Mm. Like mm. you can just stop for a second and listen to it and be like, "Oh, I don't sound all that. Don't sound bad." Yeah. But like, I'm yeah. not gonna go out of my way. And, and I'm talking about newer country music because when I grew up on a school bus. Some of those country songs are really fucking good. Yeah, mm-hmm. like older country to me is really good. It's like what we said earlier. It's genuine country music. Yeah. It's yeah. really genuine. It reminds you of where we live, and and how we interact. Um, but yeah, I, I think the newer stuff has gone away from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, you know, I'm not yeah. as attracted to it. Yeah, it's but, very poppy. Poppy. Yeah. Very poppy. 
It's predictable with its lyrics. Yeah, it, it, mm. music lyrics is what I'm really into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am too. It's something I wasn't always quite as into for some reason. I guess I was too young to understand a lot. But mm-hmm. being, as as I get older too, I I really enjoy lyrics more and more, and they become more important because I do. I, I consider myself a pretty. Um, as someone that loves education and uh, I like music that educates me there's a lot of yeah. lyrics out there that are very educating um, so I, I, I'm definitely turned off a lot nowadays by music that doesn't have the content that I'm looking for right 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 and there's a lot of it doesn't that. live up to what you're expecting yeah it doesn't live up to expectations yeah. um, sometimes there's not much of a message at all and yeah, that's when knock on country music um, Older country music has like family morals kind yeah, of yeah. into it, and now it's kind of a lot of drinking and partying, which you know it catches the eye of mm-hmm. you know some younger the crowd, and, I, and I'm just like, what, like what's the mm-hmm. what's the message here? Yeah. And some yeah. of these country, it goes back to some of these country artists, their their hit songs are like that, but maybe not the songs deeper in the albums. Right. And yeah, that's yeah. one knock I have on radio, like they're not playing those songs. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's yeah. true. That's true. I'm probably missing out on really good country songs exactly. because I of think, that. Honestly. I think the same thing because I've been listening to a lot more country music. It's I'm not, I've not made it a goal of mine. <laughs> yeah, not but like reading books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I've just I've just looked into some newer country artists. Um, maybe not as popular as you know some of the others. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, Chris know, Stapleton he's got that voice. Is, that voice is insane. Yeah, see, and oh. like there's Shit. artists out there, and uh, Tyler uh, Childers. Or Childers, yeah. however you say, mm. he's got some older sounding country songs, and you listen to those lyrics, you're like, damn. Yeah. He's talking about where he came from. He was like a drug addict at some point uh. from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. He's got some fucking songs that you can you you can know about. Yeah. Like you know, like, oh, he did experience that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Gen- that goes back to being genuine. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess. After our conversation, we could conclude that a lot of music on the radio is just not genuine. It doesn't, right? You know, it lacks it's eye that. Ca- it's eye candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's eye candy. Yeah, for your ears. candy, eye candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with that. There's, um, there's one song. It was years ago, but it was on the radio. It's strange. It's a strange song, but it's, it's one of those songs that are like, you know, that's some that's some good meaningful shit, and it's Gautier, mm-hmm. somebody that I used to know. That's a good song. And that was on the radio. That's a good was, fucking song. Yeah. It was such an odd sound. I kind of I I tr- would link that with Hozier and Take Me to Church. That fucking yes, song. Take Jesus to Christ. That, yeah. song that's, was insane. That's, that on the that radio, you're just like, you're giving people a taste of what I want you to give them. <laughs> Just give them the rest. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 more music that we need on the radio. Yeah, it's it, music yes. that people can really connect to like that. You know, God, that, that song's so heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it is. It's very heavy. Church. Oh, yeah. That song's very mm-hmm. heavy. I, yeah. I still listen to that song yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. yeah, every once in a while. I play it, and I'm like, damn, I forgot how good this was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it, it genuinely gives you a feeling, you know. Yeah. It um, you you put it on, and you feel you feel something. Yeah. You feel emotion. You, yeah, you kind of just... Some songs you can just you can be doing stuff and distract yourself from, and you know maybe not hear it. That song you hear the you hear the whole song yeah. when you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we've had this discussion before. Uh-huh. When is your debut album going to drop? <laughs> because I'm um, ready for I it. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so currently, that's it's something that I I wish I could drop right now. Mm-hmm. There are. 
Um, I'll take a little look here. I think there are two songs, there are specifically two songs that need a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. Genu uh, I think generally the, the full album is pretty much complete or has at least been produced, the beat's been produced. Um, with everything going on today's time, um, my mind's been pretty focused on other things. Yeah. Uh, it's it's something that I also need uh, a better place to record at. Vocals are difficult to record yeah. at home. Um, I don't have the best spot to record it, and it kind of goes back to quality over quantity type yeah. of deal. Because mm -hmm. if I I feel like if I really wanted to, I could push a song out all the time. I could push a song out once a week or more often than that. But I'm so picky with how my music sounds. I really, you know, I have a checklist of things I want each song to be able to do. I wanted to. So, um, say for instance, this album's supposed to be a concept album about an introverted character. I really, I'm really trying to pay specific detail to each song. What part of the story is it telling? Does it connect to the next song, the next track? Yeah. And um, are the lyrics impactful? Do they make someone feel something, or do they maybe educate people on how someone like me feels, or maybe it'll be something someone can relate to? You know, I have all these things I really want to check off. When someone listens to the full album, I want people to feel all these different things and also be sonically good as well, you know, just sound good. So um, the biggest process is weeding out everything I don't like, fixing it and making sure it, it fits, you know, it fits what it's supposed to fit. Mm -hmm. Because considering the album is kind of timeline based from beginning to end, um, I have to make sure everything makes sense within the timeline I'm trying to make as well. So. Um, you know, compared to some other artists who might just write a, write a song, and then and there's nothing wrong with that, making singles. I made my own singles, just a singular message in one song. Um, compared to that, I, I just I genuinely want to tell a full story um, across the six, seven tracks that'll be on the album. Mm -hmm. um, so because of that, it's I don't want to say it's going to be a long time. I I think I'll have I think I'll be able to produce a date. And announce it the second that I figure out where I can record regularly, where I can go to. Um, I, I want to make a, a studio, I have a little spot where I want to insulate it and make it prepare, uh, prepare it to sound good for vocals and vocal recording. And as soon as that's complete, which I am working on now, I bought supplies and I need to go um, just hang them up and get it ready. Mm -hmm. um, after I do that and I have a place I can regularly go to record, then that's when I'll be able to look and think, okay, I'm gonna come, you know, I'm gonna come here to this spot and record this day, this day, this day, and I should be able to accomplish this much content in each day. Yeah. Almost like a job, um, kind of turn it into a job. I get up, I go somewhere, and then I do it, and then right. I come back home. That's when I'll be confident in giving a specific date because I'll have, I can make a schedule for myself yeah. and make myself accomplish that goal. I mean, that's what we're trying to do with this podcast too like we want to we want to set up where we can just go record and you know yeah and do and do what you got to do yeah. like a almost like a job yeah a fun job yeah yeah it's like <laughs> go do the damn thing and then go live Why yeah, yeah. go back to your normal life yeah, yeah. and I, I think that is important it's it's important to kind of separate the two it's a little more motivating to get up get ready and get dressed and go do these things instead of you know for me doing it at home sometimes when i'm at home i'd rather i have instances where i'd rather do other things and Dude, distractions I, and I've, I've noticed that 
my attention span when I'm at home is not as good. Yeah, like yeah. where we haven't been to the gym in two months, <laughs> I have a home gym, which yeah. is great. I'm used to two hour workouts at the gym. I work it's out for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and I that's pretty good. Yeah, no, I I I've uh, said it on another podcast. I feel like this has been beneficial working out from home. Yeah. But I just notice my attention span at home is just not what it would be at a gym. Yeah, like yeah. so that's the thing. It's attention span. It's I wouldn't say I'm lazier at home. No, no. I just have more distractions. Mm-hmm. I'm at I'm at home. Yeah, like yeah. I'm at home. Because yeah. when you're at a gym, you got. Yeah, you got you got a you. different atmosphere. Yes. I mean, it's just different. And yeah. so at home, I got forty five really good minutes. I pump it out then, and I'm done. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, I, and that's important too. Is really making your yourself feel like you're in the place of work, whatever work you want to do. Exactly. So like, if you made a place to go do a podcast and you had the full setup and everything, you know, that'd be so much easier to just go sit down and do it. Less distractions. Like the, like the gym. Like yeah. when I go to the gym, I I I'm doing it more outside now and doing calisthenics and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I go, when I used to go to the gym, like when I was overseas, I went to the gym at least once a day for a good three, three months, four months with a, a good a good friend of mine. And um, when I got to that place of work, aka the gym, yeah. that's all I wanted to do. I wanted yes. to work. Yes. I wanted to get yes. get my con- I wanted to add goals. I showed up with my goals. And there's nothing else to do but accomplish my goals. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. there. Yeah, that, that's the, what you're there to do. And I, when you do that at home, you're at home. Like it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just a different kind of. It's a different environment. It is. It is. It's yeah. hard to. I mean, and I, I talk to people all the time. <laughs> you know, people like empty gyms. They like to say, mm-hmm. you know, I like it. I like a gym to myself. And I was like, well, motherfuckers, if I if if I wanted an empty gym, I would work out at home. Yeah. I like yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah. I like I like seeing other people. You know, accomplishing goals and building themselves, mm-hmm. especially like yeah. the attractive women. You want to impress exactly. Them. <laughs> well, that's that too. That's just male shit. Yes. You know, you're trying to impress women. But <laughs> me and Noah actually started sort of weightlifting at the same time. Remember, we had a weightlifting class together. I do. I do. Yeah. I was so small then, and yeah. that's where I learned how to build myself. Me and Noah. Yeah, yeah. We and I, Pat. Yeah, and Pat. Yeah. No, Pat. Pat was my was my lifting buddy yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was just a, you know, small town, you know. Top. An hour a day at the end of the day. It was your last class of the day, and that's just mm-hmm. where you went to work. And I, I, that's where I kind of built that gym work ethic in that little 45-minute class yeah. <laughs> in yeah. 11th grade. I, I definitely learned new more things about myself at the time because I was always a pretty scrawny dude as yeah. well, and yeah. I was kind of... I, I didn't like it. I wasn't happy about it. Right. But that class, just doing it for a year, I not only did I notice my, you know, just my size. I got fairly big in between that year and then the next. I yeah. um, improved myself within class, but it also helped me have um, more skill sets to go out and be more confident going to a gym because exactly. before I had never been to a gym, I didn't know how to lift properly. Out, yeah. yeah and, that class gave me the tools that I needed to, you know, be able to go in, have good form, and lift properly, and do, you know, do what I had to do to yeah. get big. And get uh, big. and I hear a lot about people, you know, that want to, you know, get in shape and stuff, but they mm-hmm. don't want. They're like, I don't know how to get in shape, and I was like, well, group fitness is how to do it mm-hmm. because everyone's kind. There's, you know, there's obviously some advanced people. Mm-hmm. But you can learn from them, yeah. and they've been there too. And there's also beginners too. Right. Yeah. Like that's how I learned how to lift. I, I had a yeah. group of guys who were kind of learning too, and there were some guys in there that knew how to do it. Yeah. 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 That's just how you learn. 
like yeah. with me me and Steve like I've been lifting with him and he's been showing me the stuff that he's been doing mm-hmm. and it's worked yeah yeah I've um, since I've been getting interested in calisthenics and trying to do that I've been um, kind of not kind of not teaching but kind of showing some workouts and trying to encourage some people to try and that out too I think calisthenics is a, a great addition to a workout plan mm-hmm. just using um, your own body weight to yeah. to to work out you know you can you can build quite a bit of muscle using your body weight and you can always add like a weighted vest or mm-hmm. like for me I have my my uh, combat my combat vest that I throw on I can throw weight down into it and yeah. and then I can go and so I have Olympic rings I went not too long ago to the um to the park, Giles, I think I saw that KJ, at KJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, they took the sw- swings down. I just took these Olympic rings. They have straps, and I toss them over the swing set bar. Um, and the straps are adjustable, so I could put up the rings to do pull-ups and do different things with pulling motions. And then I can lower it and do um, ring push-ups, um, ringed assisted dips, just regular dips. And, and it's, what it's you're tough. saying, what you're saying right now. What you just said, dips, yeah. pull-ups, and push-ups. I tell people, get good at those. Yeah. Yeah, if you basic get good at movements. those, if you get good at those, whether they're weighted, whether they're body weight, whatever. I don't care if you can do two pull-ups. Do them. Yeah. That, that improves so much of your fit, physical fitness. Mm-hmm. Body yeah. weight exercise like that. I tell beginners all the time get good at push-ups dips and pull-ups yeah yeah agreed because they will help whatever big lift you're trying to do yeah yeah i and i one thing that i like to do now if i'm i may not work out every single day but i at least get like a good 15 minutes of some sort of exercise and that that typically would involve just doing you know like three sets of 12 of just you know body weight push-ups or uh, a modified version of push-ups if you can't do push-ups uh-huh. um, as well as pull-ups you can you know if you can't do a pull-up you can do um, you can do an assisted pull-up you yeah. can do one with um, those elastic bands you can do it with elastic bands yeah, to assist gyms, they, you and at gyms they have assisted dip machines and pull-up machines I yeah. tell people all the time I don't care if you can do I don't care how many you can do just just do them yeah, yeah. there's there's ways to modify those workouts to mm-hmm. build build up that skill before you can do the real thing mm-hmm. if push-ups and pull-ups are too difficult there's ways to build yourself up to a pull-up you don't have to start off being able to do a pull-up right um and my the way i did that because i had a hard time doing just a single pull-up honestly it's i think it's because i just didn't i didn't activate those muscles really ever ever um so it it was between form and then just you know lacking the strength yes so i started off with uh I forgot what they call them now. It's they. It's where you lower the bar. I think it's a Russian pull-up is what they call it. And it's a bar that sits kind of more at waist level, so you keep your feet planted on the ground, and then you do pulling pull-up motions with that, so you're, you're taking a lot of weight off with your feet being planted on the ground. And you should be able to do at least one of those, and that's a great place to start if you're interested in doing, you know, being able to do a pull-up for the first time yeah. or mm-hmm. getting more into things of that nature and just work out in general, you know, just learn and figure out that modified version to build upon and get that foundation. Yeah. So My thing is I've been running a shit ton, and I've been biking a lot, mm-hmm. but... I've been doing push-ups. I've been doing crunching and stuff just to maintain. I'm not yeah. really getting bigger just mm. because of all the cardio well, and stuff. It's just maintenance. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm maintaining the the form 
of push-ups, crunches, and stuff. So it, it, will, yeah. it won't be as hard as when I go back to the gym when they start opening up. Yeah, and there's there's nothing, and there's never been a statement more true than you know if you if you don't use it, you lose it. I've, I've yes. never, I mean, you can apply yes. that to anything, <laughs> but specifically working out. That's that's why I like to do that 15 minute workout because you know for us we're at the age where we can lose that type of stuff faster kind of faster mm-hmm. and it'll it just gets worse from then you know if we you know a lot of people don't address our age, it, if you don't address it like yeah, it's, it gets I, harder I, I, tell you, I got to a phase where i just wanted to be jacked <laughs> i wanted to look like a professional wrestler yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wanted to look like triple h yeah but uh and then i i forgot i i used to be a marathon runner Wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, I, ran 30K. I, when I was in, when I was nineteen, I, I ran a fifty k or fifty k, yeah. And um, when I was nineteen and twenty, I was I was into endurance training. Yeah. And then I got so burnt out on it, I was like, I'm tired of weighing one hundred fifty pounds. I'm yeah. trying to, you know, I'm trying to get bigger. And I got to about one ninety in like a few years, and mm-hmm. then I tried doing cardio again, and I struggled. And I was like, yeah. I used to be this cardio king. I've mm-hmm. got. I don't want to distance run like that. For a while, yeah. So I've yeah. gotten back into running sprints, and I've been running sprints during this whole quarantine, and I've gotten way faster than I thought I would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just you got to try new things, mm-hmm. especially during this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, it's just like you said, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. And I lost speed because I stopped doing it. I lost endurance because I stopped doing it. Yeah. And now you implement it back, and I haven't. I'll never get that back again. Mm. Yeah. You'll have to train like a madman to get that again. Mm. But I've gotten to a point where I'm content with my cardio. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. And you know, for people like us in our 20s, we maybe you know you can lose things fast, but you can still get it back pretty fast. Yeah. And that's that's why I think a lot of people should think about you know implementing at least a daily something short 15 minute workout. Dude, I have been walking every day, like at work on my break, I will walk almost. If it's not a mile, a mile and a half every day. No. People don't. I listen to like this, this not a medical podcast, but like a health podcast, and he says, mm-hmm. "Dude, you gotta, you need at least ten thousand steps a day, mm-hmm. and you, and that'll do wonders for you." Yeah, and that's what that's the only thing a lot of people really need, honestly. Some walking, yeah. just just walk, you know, yeah, because a lot of people do have jobs where they just stand or sit yes. for a long time, mm-hmm. and yep. you know, standing's different, but walking around and you know, b- being mobile. That's going to both increase your cardio and increase your mobility as you grow older, you know, extending your legs and just, you know, keeping your muscles warm, keeping your heart rate elevated yeah. a little bit. And it yeah. does it makes a big difference over time. Yeah. So, um, so last question that I'm going to get into some topics. Well, quick questions. Okay. And then we'll get into <laughs> topics. So the last question was, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years... Boy, this I, could be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> this could be an elaboration. I'll, I'll keep it short. In five years, um, I see myself releasing my first album. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, see yourself doing that in five months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would say um, in five years, um, the, at my point right now, education-wise, I'm trying to be a physician's assistant. In five years, I'm really hoping, and I, from my prediction, I should be there. Um, graduated from PA school, mm-hmm. and I'd really like to contract out and work overseas as a PA. Um, while I'm single, um, I plan on being single for a long time at this point. 
um, focus on education and uh, career building. I want to go overseas and work as a PA, work with soldiers, and uh, just focus on making a really strong income. Contracting out overseas makes some big bucks. Mm -hmm. So I can really do that and not worry about, you know, worrying about having a, a wife or having kids to, uh, you know, at home to worry about. I can just go focus on my job and make quite a bit of money and come home and really set myself up with a nice home and set myself up with you know just a career a mm -hmm. career a nice place to live and you know try to set myself up before I hit 30 yeah for a long and happy life yeah. you're, um, you're a jack of all trades yeah. and a master at music <laughs> thank you yeah thank people you. think they gotta figure it out right now yeah and you don't no. have to no no and Every, I, you know everybody so, moves at different speeds agreed mm -hmm. And I, sometimes I question if I still want to do that. I've came yeah. pretty far, and, you know, I imagine I'll get far, you know, I'll get to whatever point, I'll either figure it out or I'll just go with what I've been going with. But mm -hmm. I, it, it is hard. It's something that I've, I've thought about for a long time, and I'm still not sure, but I'm just going with what my heart's telling me right now. Yeah. And uh, it's working out so far, so yeah. that's all that matters Hell to yeah. me. Yeah. All right, so we're doing... We do Would You Rather on the show, so I got some Would You Rather questions. Okay. It'd just be quick ones. Okay. So, who would you rather make an album with, The Weeknd or Freak Ocean? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like that's an easy one from what we talked about today. But. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a hard question. I know um, you love The Weeknd. I, I do. I love The Weeknd. And, um, we and, all love The Weeknd. Yeah, that, you, that one question you asked, what? my most inspirational artist mm -hmm. could have been it could have easily been the weekend as well yeah the thing about the weekend and frank ocean is um the weekend's kind of the darker side yeah of, dude uh, <laughs> and then, i love that shit <laughs> yeah and then frank ocean's the the more angelic side of mm -hmm. you know alternative r&b um i think currently i think currently i would rather make an album with the weekend yeah. At this point in time, mm -hmm. Frank Ocean, I love him. He hasn't dropped an album in a while, but the stuff that he's doing now with the more acoustic type of music, I, I love that type of music. But the Weekends' musical interests currently fit my interest the exactly. closest with yeah. the '80s synth and R&B and hip hop elements in in his music. So I, I would say the Weekend okay. right now. All right. Which album is better? Damn by Kendrick or Astro World by Travis Scott? Um, definitely Damn by yeah. Kendrick. I, yeah. I thought about this too. Uh, he showed me the question mm -hmm. a while ago, and I was like, "That's a tough question." Still, I answered it quick, but yeah. where I'm such a Travis Scott stan, yeah, Astro World is his third best album in my yeah. opinion. So I don't think a third best album could beat Kendrick's best album <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in my opinion. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Damn is a. Uh, I think "Damn" is a is just as sonically pleasing as well. Maybe I'd say "Astro World's a little more sonically pleasing, mm. you know, because that's just what his niche is. Yeah. yeah. Yes. But um, the content within "Damn" is just the on, story. Is, I got you know, yeah, the story, the story, and the the concept. It's just it's a whole other element. And Astro World kind of has that too. He's you know telling. Uh, a story through the sonics and you know the lyrics of what Astro World is and what it means to Travis. Yeah. Um, but I think Damn does a better job at that and still remains sonically very pleasing. Mm -hmm. So okay. I'll go with that. Okay, who do you prefer, Eminem or Lil Wayne? <sighs> mm. 
I've listened to both very heavily. I would say Eminem has had the biggest impact on my life. Mm-hmm. This between the amount of content he's put out and how quality it's generally been. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't a fan of Revival. Like many I don't people. think anybody was. <laughs> yeah, nobody, yeah, nobody really was. But um, but the album, all the album albums and the content that he's put out is just um, so influential to me that I'd have to consider him as the best one. And a lot of people consider Eminem the best rapper of all time. There's right. a lot of people that feel that way. And Lil Wayne's in that conversation too, but I think Eminem is generally given that credit more. So Right. So I would say he's been most impactful, and I'd, I'd pick... Probably pick him over Lil Wayne. Okay. Not to discredit Lil Wayne. Nah, by any right. None of these are getting discredited. No, 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 yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. They're, they're tight. <laughs> yeah. Kanye or Drake? Jesus Christ. You could have a fucking podcast about that. <laughs> uh, oh, God. There was a time where I'd say. You know my answer. I'd say, now, yeah, you know it's my, Kanye. You know my answer. <laughs> it's, it's Kanye. I'd say. Yeah. I'm Kanye, definitely. Move on? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could go into that. Yeah. For I could talk about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So much, so many albums to talk about. So there's many so songs, much singles yeah. to talk substance about. in that argument. Like, there's oh, yeah. so much there. Yeah. This, like, there's maybe not as much there with, with the Travis Scott, you know, album and Kendrick's album, and maybe there might be more context and content with that mm-hmm. than Lil Wayne Eminem. Yeah. There might be more there. Yeah. That might. That's the harder. That's the more lengthy argument no this one to me this next one is probably the hardest for me michael jackson or prince (laughs) um i've always been a bigger michael jackson fan Mm -hmm. um i do i do like i do enjoy prince i grew up i think i think why is because i grew up listening to a lot of michael jackson and not a lot of prince just because yeah i listen to both my parents yeah um, my parents liked both. They just generally would had a play preference. Michael Jackson more mm-hmm. often than Prince, and I think that had a big well, influence on my Well, if you, if you think about it, Michael opinion. Jackson was the bigger star. No. Mm-hmm. His death was way more publicized than Prince's death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I go, like, if I had to answer this, I, I compare their best songs. Mm-hmm. I like Prince's best. I like when doves cry. Yeah. Oh my it's fucking such a good song. god. That's my favorite. It might not be everyone's favorite Prince song. It's mine. Mm-hmm. But then I compare it to like a, my, my favorite Michael Jackson song. And I was like, Prince got the better songs. So I yeah. might take Prince. Right. Yeah. And he and Prince had great lyrics, great content. Yeah. And that should definitely be a factor. And um, I think something that I personally need to do is kind of dwell more into Prince's catalog, his mm-hmm. discography. And uh, learn more about him because there's a lot of music I missed from him because I didn't grow up on it quite as much yeah. as Michael Jackson. So, you know, maybe if I listen to all of Prince's discography because I definitely haven't listened to all of it, maybe my opinion would change mm-hmm. after that point. I mean, I listened to both of them growing up because mom had a little tape in the car playing Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. We want me and Jeffrey wanted to play or wanted to listen to Purple Rain. Every time. single time. Yeah. But uh, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate Prince music because it's, I don't know, Michael Jackson's music seems to be more, uh, everybody can like it. You yeah. know? Yeah. Prince is more, it is. Yeah. Is, Prince is kind of more of a cult figure to me comparing to Michael Jackson. Yeah. I think just, a lot of people can admit that. Yeah. yeah. So, last question. This is just a funny one okay. Nickelback or Creed? <laughs> Nickelback or Creed? Um, 
we'll go back to the theme on this show if you guys have never listened. We talk about them every fucking episode. Wait, what do y'all? We just we we, I, I, we love Nickelback. We we don't get we don't get the yeah. shit talk that Nickelback gets. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of understand where people come from, but I it just that no, I don't apply it to me at yeah. all. Um, I'd have to say, I'd have to say Nickelback because, um, I mean, honestly, when I was younger, it's. Um, I, I, I did enjoy his music. I, I think I've grown out of it a long time yeah. ago. I, I grew out of his music, but but yeah, I, um, yeah, I love I, I loved his music at the time. Mm. Um, the band's music. I loved uh, a decent amount of their music at the time. So yeah. I'd, I'd have to say I would say Nickelback too. Even though I said Creed earlier, yeah. how I grew up listening to them, yeah. Nickelback just got more songs. It's mm-hmm. like Nickelback does have more songs, but it's hard to. Uh, What's the word? Discredit Creed's like three or four really? massive singles. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. that's an art. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I gotcha, think yeah. Creed might have the better song. Single, if you can, yeah. if you can, like how I did with Prince and Michael yeah. Jackson, yeah, yeah. Creed might have their top five songs might be better than Nickelback's top five songs, but Nickelback's got more. It's kind of yeah. like Michael mm-hmm. Jackson; he's got more than Prince. Yeah. 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 That's good. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to some topics. We're hammer okay. out some topics. <laughs> um. A lot of shit's going on this week. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of dark uh, shit. Let's just say it's this year. Yes, a lot of shit's going on this year, and it doesn't seem like it's going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even surprised anymore. No, nah. it's I, like back to back. Something's new. Something's just horrific. Yeah, we haven't even got to the election yet. <laughs> I, t- I talked <laughs> about that on one of the previous <laughs> shows. I was like, you guys don't. Where they're not campaigning this summer, <laughs> they are going yeah. to be horrible in September and. October. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be five months compressed into two, yeah. and it's just gonna be hateful. Yeah, those yeah. two months they they're gonna be hateful months. Yeah, yeah. What what's your take on all, on all of this right now? The whole, the Black Lives Matter, um, mm-hmm. just coronavirus. What it what, what do you think about all this? Um, I start off with George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. you know. Rest in peace to to him, and you know thoughts, prayers going out to him and his family, friends, um, people that knew him personally. I think all of us can agree that what happened to him was very, very disgusting. The worst. I I have to say, the past what week and one day, uh, something like week that. and two days now. I haven't used the term vile and disgusting so often in my life yeah. than the past week. Just from you know every both between his death and a lot of people taking advantage of the situation as well and you know and there's a whole argument on on that um, that I, I think would be it's a difficult topic but I, I think there are people taking advantage of the situation and not genuinely thinking of George Floyd and his life yeah. and. Um, some in some ways the f- situation's not getting better from what's going on. Yeah, and, um, and that's how I feel. A lot of people are taking advantage of his death in order mm-hmm. to just cause chaos on the streets. When yeah. and I've yeah. said this, you need to you need to make sure you don't blur the lines yeah. between protesters and looters right because yeah, they are exactly they are not the same thing yes. no, they are yeah. not the same thing there's there's tons of protesters going on and saying you know look we're we're not here to loot and we're not here to 
be evil and get violent. We're here to make a genuinely want to change. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have so much respect for people going out and putting you know putting their lives on the line for peaceful protesting because they're you know it's going both ways. Evil going both ways right now in different cities and mm-hmm. locations. Um, so I you know have a lot of appreciation for those who are taking the time out of their day who could you know get arrested you know some of them are some people are getting arrested for peaceful protesting yeah um so my heart goes out to them as well and much love and support um on the flip side there are i do you know i I do have some friends that are officers and i feel bad for them because a lot of them are genuine are genuine people that love you know doing their job correctly they Mm -hmm. they love actually protecting people and um maintaining the oath that they took to protect the Constitution and the citizens of the U.S. You know, a lot of people genuinely believe in that. Me, as a, you know, me, I took the same oath, and I feel like I have a responsibility to uphold the Constitution. And things happening to peaceful protesters are not constitutional. Right. And that's how I feel about that. So my, my heart goes out to a lot of people. There's a lot of... Um, statement I made was there's a lot of good people getting hurt and a lot of evil taking W's and that's just what it all looks like to me yeah so but yeah it's 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 a tough topic and I I, I, I'm I'm glad that we're trying to make such a difference on a national level still I think eventually it won't I don't think it'll happen this year but I think eventually all this will improve um you know, systemic racism and oppression and justice. I think after all this is over, I really hope more regulations are put in place to to maintain these um, maintain these situations, prevent them from happening. Um, but you know, we can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Right. And I, I wanted to bring that up because uh, I wanted people to hear your opinion on it because where we have a chat you'd say things i'm like this is so right so i I wanted you to express your thoughts on it because i just think it's the correct way (laughs) yeah 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 um i mean i I, I, it's a very big dark topic but the things that you said i was like this just this is just the right thing yeah oh yeah we definitely had quite a long conversation in our our group chat about it yeah i mean i i think it's it's really hard. I think it's good to look at things from an emotional standpoint. I think that's important, but it's also important to look at the logical aspect of it too. And mm-hmm. um, with the emotions being so high, I think some you know there's some logical pieces that are being a little bit missed. And and I get it. Um, emotions are tense and high, and it's going to be like that for a long time. But um, but yeah, the my problem is just there's just a lot of evil. There's a lot yeah. of evil going on on both sides, and uh, I think we need to point out um, point out both sides. Like um, the one thing I talked to you about was um, in in the group chat was something we all should feel responsible of doing is uplifting the people who are doing good things and being good people, and then denoting those who are doing the things that are wrong and doing things that are evil um you know because media will typically take one side or the other and uplift whatever agenda and then denote the other agenda mm-hmm. compared to simply uplifting good people compared Regardless to of, denoting bad people yeah. or bad actions um yeah. so i think 
it's our responsibility as since news and media doesn't do it to no. to do to do to do that job and point out the issues that are happening on both sides and say you know um, and maybe I'm not the right person to to decide what those things are, but point out what what's wrong and what's right, and try to expose people to both sides and show them, you know, what what's wrong with certain things like the the looting and you know um, any any killing mm-hmm. because you know people are being beat up, people are protesters are being beat up, un, you know, unlawfully. Uh, being arrested unlawfully and then you know there's some videos of peaceful officers being beat up too yeah yeah and uh we we should we should you know wake up and bring those issues to light and really talk about it you know if it's time to talk about it we we need to actually talk about it and figure out what what we need to do Mm -hmm. um right now it's just a big a big old mess and it's hard to weed through all the facts and i feel like there's a lot more that i need to see I'm trying to avoid it right now. I'm trying to keep social media off because right. um, it's just so toxic. Yeah, and I'm and I have to admit I'm pretty sensitive to topics like this. Like it's yeah. it it really is heartbreaking and it's having an emotional impact on me. So a part of me needs to pull away, but I also feel like I have a responsibility to really keep up to date with what's going on and trying to separate fact from fiction and really piece together what what's going on and what we need to do mm-hmm. as a community yeah um something that i think's big that i want to something that you probably would agree with is you know we've kind of had our conversations with small businesses and we did our you know that one um that one video with um that one business this one small business mm-hmm. um I think it's important right now to really support pe- like working families in those areas, people that genuinely are trying to make you know make money and do the right thing. Yeah. A lot of small businesses have been destroyed. That, that's and all they got. It's yeah. and that's all they have. Yeah, there's yeah stories. Um, it's sad. Some of the stories about yeah. like building business from ground up, getting just destroyed. Yeah, yeah. there's when they find that they fall to their own. Yeah. yeah, and there's a there's a story I forgot which city it was, but there's a story of a of a black man who made a bar and it was his dream bar. It was his dream job was to make a, a sports bar. Mm-hmm. And he I don't even even think they opened up yet. They he just finished building and investing a bunch of money into it and it got burnt down. Yeah. Set on fire. And that's so counterintuitive and it is i think something that i i I had spoken to my dad about i feel like one of the best ways to support if donations not an option then to find out what small businesses are still open and try to send money to those communities those working communities that are trying to make a living and trying to rebuild themselves yeah, and we um, act like small businesses weren't hurt in the first place. And, yeah, cause already because of the pandemic, because yeah. of the COVID. Yeah, like small saying, businesses just, were getting it gets, screwed. It gets hit back and back and back. It's just yeah. So that, I'm passionate about that right now. Yeah. I'm trying to look at, I'm trying to find small businesses and see if I can't expose some of those to people that follow me and you know right. all the platforms of social media and. Maybe um, you know, maybe I can have an influence in helping some of those small businesses and help those communities rebuild when it's time for them to rebuild after right. everything. Right. So there's other topics and they're dark too. Okay. So are we going to get into all these? We probably shouldn't, 
like the whole Drew Brees thing, it's that's a heavy topic. Um, <laughs> the the Amy Cooper video, that's another heavy topic. Yeah. So we're gonna end the show with some funny. Some some funny v- memes that came out of oh my all goodness. of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me because try and find there it. has to be a joke in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So let me just find this real quick. Okay. So this one, a lady is twerking in front of the front of the police. Maybe causing a distraction. Yeah. We don't know. She's <laughs> <laughs> dropping it. That's an easy bump here. You know Twitter. You know Twitter's got to find some humor in these yeah. dark times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just runs away. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Oh lord. Oh fuck. That's incredible. I really want some context directly from her. <laughs> yeah. about I need an what, interview. Yes. With the yes. local news station. I, I, I want to know. That I was in Richmond too. Through her mind. That was in oh, Richmond. Richmond. Oh okay. Virginia's <laughs> finest. <laughs> Thank you for that. Now I think this video I got on my phone is from Chicago. Hmm. He steals a police horse <laughs> and is bragging about it. <laughs> nice. Let's make sure this is all the way up. I wonder if he's ever rode a horse before. And they just I stole a police him. horse. Fuck Sorry. it. <laughs> Yeah, there was, just another, hop- there was another video of someone stealing a Chicago police horse, and uh, we made some jokes about it. It was like, <laughs> what did what did our buddy say? That we at, we ride at dawn, looking ass. <laughs> we ride at dawn on his own horse. Yeah. There was like a group of them with horses. They're riding up on a hill, and they're like doing like the, the Black Lives Matter the fist. fist. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's he stole a fucking police horse. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't I don't care for burning down small businesses, but if you take a police horse, I'm not <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking I, I, hilarious. It makes you think how how did that altercation go down? How how do you was the cop up attending somewhere else and just left fucking secretariat sitting there? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, he just he just left secretariat with a, on a parking meter tied up and he just fucking stole he stole secretariat off with it. He's just running through Chicago just on imagine, Instagram Live. Yeah, just imagine walking in the street and you see a guy riding a horse. I stole from police. Fuck it. <laughs> I feel like he's probably never rode a horse before. Uh, I feel probably like not. Is probably probably not. He's, he's getting broken well, though. Yeah. He yeah. was moving. <laughs> so we got one more, and this is this story kind of went viral. Amy Cooper. Uh, Who is Amy Cooper? It's some random lady. Okay, so there is a black gay man walking in like a park or something. He was bird watching. He had binoculars. <laughs> and a lady. Uh, let's just watch it. Let's yeah. see if this is the right video. Yeah, it looks like it. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. Why would she call the cops? African-American man threatening my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy to me. So she was trying to call the police saying that he was threatening her life when... Yeah. Uh, let's see. He was bird watching, right? Yes, bird watching yeah. in the fucking woods. And he wanted. He asked her. See, look how she's holding the dog. But yeah. uh, <laughs> he asked her politely, "Hey, could you put a leash on your dog?" Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, she blows up. 
and he starts filming. That's the thing to do now. You just have to record. Yeah, everything. everything. It's evidence. Everything. I mean, yeah. yeah. But uh. I'm sorry. I need a ramble. And there is a man, African American, who has a bicycle helmet. He is recording me and threatening me and my dog. There is an African American man. Oh jeez. Yeah. He is recording me and threatening myself and my dog. Oh jeez. She's hurting the dog. Yeah. That goes back to the word disgusting and yeah. wow. Yeah. It's literally, literally calling the police. There's an African-American man threatening for my life. Threatening. And for her to have the nerve to go and try to make an official apology for that. Did yeah. she? Yeah. Yeah, she did. She. Yeah. Uh, Fuck you. You done fucked up. Yeah, it's like, no, you, you in your heart, you decided to, just to do all... It's just a horrible, horrible thing decision. to do. Horrible yeah. decision. Horrible everything. Yeah. Like, you, you, you're, you're not... You, you don't really feel sorry for what you did because you so blatantly did it for such a bad reason. Mm-hmm. But he's in nature. Like, Simply, yeah, just out, out and about doing his own do- thing. He's a gay to- black man bird watching with a bike he helmet He ain't gonna hurt nothing. <laughs> with a bike helmet Threatening her fucking life? Jesus. When yeah, she's got and- a damn dog? <laughs> oh yeah, my god. And, and your typical person would be like, okay, yeah, maybe I should have my my dog on a leash because most places you're yeah. supposed to have it. I don't know about this particular area. Right. But yeah. um I mean, yeah, you should especially that that dog does look a little a little wild. Yeah. Um, I don't think she should be choking choking the dog out <laughs> yeah. and like tossing the dog around the dog. like that. Yeah. But, I think the dog know. was taken from from her and she uh, apparently she got it back, I believe. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, but yeah. uh, Amy Cooper, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> really stupid. But like stuff like this, and like the whole Drew Brees thing, where it's just you're doing it at the wrong time. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like no, you do it. What? No, I said yeah, the emotional time. Yeah, yeah. Like, things you know, are things that might and... not be as bad or drastic. They get magnified right now, and and people are just so emotionally jump. Mm-hmm. And that might be what, ha- yeah, that might be a cause for it. But yeah. I'm I'm not sure when the video came out exactly. But if it came out after all this, which I, I'm assuming it did, yeah, then you know she's essentially taking advantage of the situation herself, yeah. trying, yeah. or at least it comes off like that. Yeah. I, I really hope she. That's not something she does commonly, or a thought process she has that she. It was pretty quick to. It was quick. Yeah, she was very quick to to both label him and. You know, try try to get the cops riled up. Essentially, mm-hmm. get the dispatch riled up about him trying to threaten yeah, her that life. Yeah, sounds like and so much. All, yeah, just it's worse. Insane. Yeah, it's insane. She, she. I mean, she should uh, serve jail time for doing that kind of thing. That's she like, yep. she called the cops. You know, for no good reason, and she made a false claim. Yeah, I'm about to say that's. that's that was totally false. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of legal action they could put on her in that city. Where yeah. uh, Where was that again? Is that New York? Right. New York. Isn't that Central yeah. Park. Central Park. <sighs> yeah. I think is. Yeah. God, Central Park's so yep. big. Good God, I saw it in the Epstein documentary. It's in the <laughs> opening credits. That motherfucking park is shit. It is. It is. Yeah. I've it never been big. to New York, but that's probably the first place I'd go. I, 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 I would want to see some grass after all that concrete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a. It's nice. Yeah. Well, this has been a very long podcast. This has been a. It's been great a discussion. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, we yeah, gotta do this again. Yeah. yeah, you definitely have to be on. But uh, everybody, check out Noah on Spotify and iTunes as Na Patron. Check out the song Dreamy. That is my favorite song from him. Thank it's you. a fucking pop. Thank you. A lot of people do like that song. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of the 
the direction I want to take my music, yeah. uh, sonically speaking, is it's more like that song, yeah. the way that sounds. Yeah. So. Well, th- thanks again for being on, and uh, we got to do this again. Of course. Good time. Well, Good discussion. Yes. See y'all. Yeah. Out. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms at DSOB Podcast. Email us at DSOB Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you.